Thank you so much for tuning into another great episode of We Can Fight Like Cats If We Have To. In the ring today, you have the three usual people, the three usual suspects. You have Alon playing with his beard, ready for the fight. <laughs> That's you what have Natasha. For. Exactly. You have <laughs> Natasha smiling, but she's ready to fight too. I'm here with my curly hair. That's my secret weapon. And today we have a special guest, Marco Shi. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So you initiated essentially hashtag NB and NB. Yes. I and did. you are um, the head admin, I think, at New Beginnings in New Brunswick, correct? On Facebook, uh, kind of like a community. Yes. So uh, well, I'm I'd want to say co creator i guess co-creator okay yeah, Th yeah that is true that is true there's two yeah. of you I'm, i apologize yeah. um thank you for clarifying um and you are on an adventure so you moved here if i'm not mistaken two years ago from ontario almost two years ago already so uh yeah we moved here october 24th 2019 so the it's, question uh, that everyone is wondering is why <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, um, in, okay. in Toronto, uh, I was uh, living a very uh, busy lifestyle, um, kind of a toxic lifestyle. The last two years that I was there, I was a full-time nightclub DJ. Uh, I got laid off from my, from my day job as, uh, as someone in marketing, and... I really had nothing to fall back on. Uh, the job market was just completely saturated with competition. So, you know, for the last, at that time, 23 years, I've been a nightclub, D or I've been a DJ. And uh, so that's what I've just, that's what I was doing for the last two years of my life in Toronto. The, uh, the wife and I, when we actually first started dating, we were like, oh, you know, we should, we should go to the Maritimes. We should check it out because... Just heard nothing but beautiful things. And that was in uh, July of 2019. We took a road trip out. We uh, went through New Brunswick or went to New Brunswick and then made it all the way to uh, the cab. We did the Cabot Trail. But somewhere in between, we fell in love with this little place called Albert County. And, uh, <laughs> well, like more specifically, uh, Hopewell Cape. Uh, we just recognized that there, were, there could potentially be a lot of opportunity here. And so we flew back um, Labor Day long weekend. Okay. And we looked at five properties and we made an offer on one and we took possession 45 days later. So we pretty much packed up our whole life into a little CRV and a moving truck. And we... <laughs> And we, uh, we made the move, you know, trying to um, either A, feel better about uh, our lives and <laughs> getting away from that rat race, um, you know, just as a lot of people have been doing. But uh, yeah, no, we just wanted to get away from all of that and, uh, you know, live in a quiet area with a forest and some land, just, just a little bit. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been good. It's been good. So I've discussed this with my husband before. My husband is from Toronto. Mm -hmm. 
And we joke around. We're like, okay, we're going to sell our house. We're going to sell our cottage. We had a cottage at the time. We're going to sell our two businesses, which we had two at the time. We're going to sell our cars. We're going to sell our children. We're going to sell our souls. And then we can buy a toilet in Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) So basically that's how expensive things have gotten there. It's, It's mind blowing. So I'm guessing the appeal was obviously the beautiful visual scenery because for any of our listeners who are not listening from New Brunswick, we don't have many, but we do have, you know, a little handful. Um, New Brunswick is incredibly beautiful. You have forest, you have beach, you have not prairies, but almost like fields of just wonderfulness. You have country farms, you have all sorts of, you know, just amazing um, trails and what is it called? National parks. Yep. Yep. And it's just really refreshing. And compared to the cost of living in terms of housing, I think New Brunswick is one of the ideal places to be able to, in fact, afford a home. And that is a really big appeal of the area. Um, So I'm guessing that was something that attracted you here was the cost of the homes. definitely not you know not a not a surprise because again like I said we would buy a toilet if we sold everything including our children and our souls um now for our listeners because we have we have our videos but we also have our podcast so for our listeners we we talk a lot about the issues of people of color and I'm just wondering like what was your experience so Albert County for our listeners um it is a very rural Anglo area of New Brunswick Um, it's pretty much isolated. I would say there's only one way in and one way out because they refuse to build a bridge connecting where me and Marcoshi live. So if I was to (laughs) log roll in the river across the river to Marcoshi's house, I'm pretty sure it would be like maybe 10, maybe 20 kilometers. Um, but to drive to each other, it's literally over a hundred kilometers to go from one end to the other. I'm pretty sure. Have you mapped it? Yeah. Well, um, when, excuse me, when Jazz and I went uh, and uh, picked or packed up the dogs and we decided to hit up Dorchester, it was like 70 kilometers from here, going through Moncton, Dieppe and all that stuff uh, to get to Dorchester. And then when we mapped it out, if you were to go across uh, five, five kilometers. Five kilometers. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah me and Marcosia are <laughs> physically five kilometers away but we're both in isolated ghettos essentially (laughs) (laughs) rural ghettos um that are that are both culturally very different and i think they've become very diversified over the last two years um but for our listeners marcoshi's background if i am not mistaken you are filipino correct yes like your ethno cultural background yes Um, and I would say, you know, you you kind of stand out in the Moncton population as a visible minority, such as, you know, Alon, Natasha, or myself, just a tad. Um, that must have been an adjustment coming from Toronto. It was certainly a uh, a culture shock. Um, I remember uh, the first week I got here, um, I went to the local gas station in Hillsborough and to Irving. On the main road? Yeah, uh, yeah. well, one okay. of the Irvings. The one, yes. the, the awesome one, Cooks. 
The one, oh yes, Cooks, yes, 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 yes. because that one has like the liquor, has store. The liquor store on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we I'm have aware. one of those. Us, it's an SO with the liquor store. Yeah, you know okay. your rural right. when. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I know Hillsborough. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I was there, and uh, you know, it was it was getting it was late October. It was getting cold, um, and I didn't know how to work a fire or uh, a wood stove. So I'm like, I need fire starter. I need something that can help me light a fire in, uh, in for my wood stove, and then and then the uh, uh, the the cashier who's very very rural. I love her to death, but she goes, she looks me up and down. She's like, "Let me guess, you you're from Toronto." I was like, <laughs> "What gave it away?" And it's like, "Oh, we heard that this colored couple bought uh, bought Darlene's house." Colored yeah. couple. Yep. Yep. That sounds about right. Yep. And then I like, I like at that point, I didn't know, I didn't even know what to think. It's like, am I, where am I? But sure enough, uh, you know, they welcomed us. Uh, they welcomed us with open arms, this little village of 200 people. Um, and you have a Filipino guy and an Indian woman living in this house. And you know, people, people drive by, people, uh, people will come in and introduce themselves, uh, you know, they'll get to know us or, you know, but now, you know, we're two years in now, um, the house is all over YouTube, um, you know, the, the group, like, we're, we're, we're known, I guess, because I was, I was serving as, uh, as one of the board members for the Albert County Tourism Association. And uh, Jazz is currently on the Albert County Chamber of Commerce. Um, so, you know, we've, we've gotten to know the locals and uh, we've had no issues, no, really no issues. We were scared at one point, but no, we're, we're, uh, we're good. Natasha and I often have this conversation um, that the rural community is generally more welcoming more curious as well, but also more welcoming um, yeah. to anybody coming from outside. I don't want to say outsiders because we're not outsiders once we're in the population. Anybody coming in from outside is eventually made to feel welcome. I find when you're in the city, and I, it's really funny to call them cities because they're so small compared to like Toronto, yeah. Calgary, you know, anywhere, but um you're still made to feel like an outsider quite frequently um, and often reminded of this, but you know, it, that was really cute. Sorry. I like cry laughed. I didn't, I didn't realize they said it like that, but that was really funny. Um, when you said, you know, we heard a couple, a colored couple. Um, I think that's like pretty much us um, in this area. Although, you know what, I was pleasantly yeah. surprised. There are quite a few families of different origins. I'd say there was like, I don't know, two or three either Caribbean or African background families. You've got two Filipino families in this area. In Dorchester. You've, yeah, in the upper Dorchester oh. slash Memram Cook. Um, you have another interracial Filipino Caucasian couple. You have, oh my gosh, tons of people moving here from Ontario. Quite a few people from um, Quebec, oh. but not like, like less racist, like not racist Quebec. Don't think racist Quebec. Um, but you know, I find the rural community where they go in, the people are actually, um, we're blending, we're blending, we're talking, we're sharing about experiences. And 
one really cool thing that I discovered that was a deciding factor on whether or not to move here. Number one, the only daycare in Dorchester is run by someone from Ontario, from Pickering, Ontario. And then the school is, I believe, the only elementary school in New Brunswick that's part of UNESCO. So it was definitely a deciding factor for me to move oh, to wow. this area, knowing the background history and my personal, you know, past experience in Moncton, New Brunswick. Um, and I believe Albert County must be a very similar um, situation. I believe people are cautious at first and they're nervous and afraid when diversity starts to come in. But I think that they're really curious um, and they really, they, their sense of community I find in rural communities is so much higher than the sense of community in the cities. So by default, you end up yes. having like kind of that, this is our home, you know, and if you can, if there is a barrier and you have to break it, and if once you break that barrier, you are part of the community. So it's it's really nice to hear that you went in there. I mean, when you first said you were going to Albert County, when my husband and I were looking for rural, um, we were looking at different houses and we went to a house in Albert County and there was a house across the street with this massive confederate flag like massive like we drove past a huge x going from like second floor balcony all the way to the i was just in shock and i was like so maybe not here yeah <laughs> um but you know after speaking with you about your experience it it really seems like your rural experience has been incredibly hospitable that the people have been very welcoming and i'm quite sad to see that some of the organizations are being taken over by the city not you want to intervene sorry yeah no i just want to say something quickly first of all i'm really happy to hear that you had a great experience and that's always heartening um, I do want to say um, that I do think that you not being immigrants does play into it because um, there's there's two things that marginalize. It's one being visibly different and physically different. And two, it's the immigrant factor. Yeah. And if you're an immigrant, right, first of all, you're you're going to speak differently. You won't be fluent. You will you know, you'll have an accent and you might not know an awful lot of things that people who grew up here are expected to know. Yeah. So not that familiar and not that sort of savvy with cultural norms. And all of those things are like, they kind of tend to stand out. So you can have people with the same ethnic background or the same appearance, and they will have completely different experiences based on whether or not they happen to be immigrants. So I do think that plays into it um, an awful lot because I know girls, for example, I know two Indian girls. One is from Toronto and one is uh, from India. Uh, yeah. Same ethnic background, same religious background, same culture, like virtually very, very similar, similar age group, completely different experiences. Oh, absolutely. Because of the, the immigrant factor playing into it. So yeah. I would say that that's absolutely a thing. And that's why we sort of, we try to advocate not just for, for visible minorities, but also for immigrants who are, I think we've gone on about it for quite a bit. Um, well, Marcoshi was victim of the allegation of, you know, being an immigrant land stealer. Uh, you did have one unfortunate experience that uh, oh, razzled me. <laughs> like, I read that and I was like, <laughs> like razzled. Like, oh, was that in Riverview? It was, uh, you know, they handled it very well. Um, you know, and, and I don't want to, I don't, don't want to take up uh, the podcast with this, but um, 
you know, there was just an unfortunate incident where I was, uh, where I was, um, not claimed to be a land stealer, but it was pretty much like, oh, you, you people, you yeah. know, you shouldn't be bartering and stuff like that. This is not back home and whatever. Anyways, so the manager uh, actually heard that because at that point I was doing renovations on my house and I was frequenting home hardware once, two, three times a week. So they knew me, they knew me by name and everything. And when uh, the cashier was trying to get help, the manager was coming by and then, uh, and he heard that comment and, uh, you know, he basically said, and, and at that point, um, you know, Home Depot had some sort of racism scandal or something like that in the States. And uh, he basically told that customer, um, go to Home Depot. Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll uh, they'll be more than happy to accept your money there. But um, sorry to quickly touch on uh, Natasha's comment there. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a video about this. I'm actually going to be doing a video like one of these one of the videos or one of the questions that I get from people on YouTube or if they reach out to me on Instagram or even on email is that hey, how is the diversity out? in Moncton primarily because it looks predominantly Caucasian and you know so I want to address those sort of things and yeah there's been a uh, you know there's been a huge influx of uh, new um, I'm sorry of, uh, of Filipino uh, you know overseas foreign workers and stuff like that but to touch on your point yes we're both ethnically the same we're both the same age uh, two completely different upbringings and yes I yeah. actually do not feel I belong in that group either because mm -hmm. we have we have nothing in common yeah, different experiences completely. are you second third fourth generation I'm second already okay uh, speaking of which second born actually, yeah my my parents were in uh in, in Calgary okay yeah my, so my parent or my grandparents came in the uh 60s okay. in the 60s there and you know at that point nobody knew what the hell uh, a filipino person was right like we were just considered <laughs> other yeah <laughs> right? like if you're black if you're like uh you know doing the census or whatever it's like black white chinese other yeah <laughs> That's... yep yeah north african yeah. here yep. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So you're you what like... you're egyptian where is that <laughs> geographically it's incredibly complex um <laughs> We're the only country that has a little bit in between two countries. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so that that's really interesting because I, I get that experience. You know, I'm not I'm not fully Egyptian, like culturally, ethnically, I'm very much fully Egyptian, which I don't even know what that means because we've been colonized and raped by everybody. But um, you know, culturally, I, I'm born and raised in, in Moncton, New Brunswick. I don't know what Calgary was like growing up there. I can tell you that growing up in Moncton, New Brunswick was hell in a basket being the first non-Black, Black confusing in, you know, African human being in the school system. They didn't know what I was, who I was, what was happening. And they definitely did not like me there. But um, I, I, can, I can relate to that because even from like a suburban level, um, when I would go around Egyptians that are first generation, second generation born, even in like Toronto, we had nothing in common in terms yeah. of the experience. So it's not just like 
me and new Egyptians coming in that have nothing in common is, is the experience. But I also couldn't even relate to other first, second or third generation Canadians. I was like, I, I, you know, like we're Martians to each other, essentially. Our experience is totally different. Yeah. Um, it, and it's, it's the same, like we're not necessarily in the same melting pot. Um, so once you are here, you created, I'm really, I really enjoy this group that you created, the New Beginnings <laughs> in New Brunswick. I, um, I watch it, I look at it, and I follow it, and I read the comments, and I read what the community says within it. And I, I have to first and foremost, thank you for creating a safe space for dialogue and for people to help each other. Um, I think that was the purpose when Ask Moncton was created, but then it turned into like a attack on foreigners page. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so New Beginnings is, is really like, when I see it, it's really refreshing because you can ask everything from what's a good restaurant, who can do my hair this weekend, which hotels are actually taking reservations? What do I do with the COVID protocol? I'm moving into the area. Oh my goodness, I have family with illness. What do I have to do to, you know, there's just so much support. Um, and it's, I find it's, you know, it's so relieving. It's unfortunate that it didn't come from somebody who was already within this community because you'd think that they would take this initiative. But I'm so grateful that you not only came into the community, infiltrated and became a part of the community, but you also <laughs> created this kind of outreach program to help individuals. I believe your primary market is people coming from other provinces, correct? That's right. So, okay. So the way that the group actually started um, was there was an original, there was another group um, on, uh, on Facebook that was pretty much catered to people moving from Ontario uh, to New Brunswick that wanted to get into homesteading. Um, but then they just pretty much accepted anybody from Ontario. That grew, um, it grew, like I was, I was member like 67 or something like that. And, and by the time that I left, uh, it was uh, well over a thousand people. And, but the, gr the group had grown into something very, very toxic and there was a lot of controlling of information so anyways um so leah and i uh we decided you know what let's let's do this we're gonna make this very inclusive not just people from ontario not just people from out of province but even uh you know potentially new canadians as well um you know because you know i've had i've had family members i'm pretty sure we've all had family members that came from different countries and just trying to help them get uh, assimilated into, you know, some sort of Canadian culture is is difficult, right? And especially if you don't have a network. And that was the one thing that I was lacking here, you know, like whether it be uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Toronto, um, you know, I had a network there. Here, I was completely on my own, except for my best friend who lives in Dieppe, and I don't see him every day. So... You know, moving here in the middle of nowhere, no family, no other friends. Um, I've had I had to try and network as much as I can. Uh, you know, talk to my neighbors. I would help 
help them with projects or they would come over for a beer and they'd help me, you know, do some things. Um, and that created that sense of community here. It's going to be different for everybody, but at least Facebook has this, uh, you know, has is this like mega platform that everybody uses. So it's like, okay, well, let's start this group. You know, and, you know, there's just a couple of rules, right? Like, we don't want to hear about the COVID stuff because everybody has opinions on that. Did we just lose Matt? <laughs> or, or did I bore her to death? <laughs> We'd be, no, 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 not, not, not was double booked. <laughs> oh, okay. Not is currently in two places at once. <laughs> okay. So, um, anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, we. Bore them we, with COVID or no, yeah, not bore we, them, but yeah. Like, or that, or that. Uh, you know, anti-vax or anti-mask, like we don't care about any of that stuff. And really, you know, there's other groups on Facebook or even Ask Moncton or whatever. You talk about that there. But here, this is strictly like an informative place where all these like-minded people uh, can come trade information, network, stuff like that. And it doesn't matter if you're white, black, Asian, gay, straight, you know, trans, whatever. It, like, it doesn't matter. And and if anybody, um, you know, dumps on you for being something like that, then, you know, you know, like, we don't need that negative energy in the group. And, you know, and a lot of people have, you know, they've messaged and you know, they're like, oh, thank you. Just, you know, echoing exactly what you said, like, thank you for creating this safe space. And like, I can't wait. I can't wait. There's this one, there's this one uh, lady who's, um, who's moving from the Bahamas, right? And she, uh, she, yeah. Pearl. Oh, she's yep. such a sweetheart. But we uh, we connected because I saw her question. Uh, she, she asked a question and asked Moncton. And then so I just I sent her a PM and then I'm like, hey, you know, join this group. You know, they're they're um, they're amazing people. You know, it's a it's a great resource for people to uh, to utilize. And now I can't wait till she's here. You know, we're going to have soca parties and stuff. And I get to oh DJ. Gosh, so it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's, um, it's a really diverse group. Like it's unbelievably diverse. I was really yeah. floored. Um, and then I found like people I already knew were part of this group and, and it was nice. And they were refreshing people to find in this group. It wasn't like, oh no, they're not on here. Like it was people I was excited to see. People that are really, they have that positive outlook, that welcoming outlook. Um, I just, I, I really need to repeat again how important it is what you're doing because we often talk on Thank the you. podcast. I don't know if you've heard about it at all, but of the fear of integrating and the difficulty of integrating and the difficulty of even asking like basic questions sometimes when you are not from here. And I really am happy with seeing just the community within the community that is developing on this page. Yeah. And I like that you're That's not awesome. trying to monetize or monopolize or sell to or brainwash or like, it's just sometimes you'll have these organizations that say, we're going to make, you know, this thing for newcomers and really it's just a massive like we've seen it all we've seen cash grabs we've seen bold face lies we've seen like we've seen so much so much abuse of these people who come here essentially not knowing like pearl pearls in the bahamas 
she's not going to yeah. know what resources to find here in Moncton, New Brunswick, or in Fredericton, New Brunswick, or wherever. And so to put her and connect her to some of the quote unquote multicultural organizations, they're not, they're not, I, I'm going to say it flat out, they're not good resources. Um, and they are monopolizing and they are monetizing and they are manipulating um, the population that is coming to them for help. And I really, I just wanted to really make it clear that this group, if any of our listeners are listening, this group is the place for you. If you are, you know, looking for a place to ask hilarious or meaningful questions or a, a bit of both at the same time. It's a place for you if you are looking for, you know, some sort of support, if you're going through something that only you as a newcomer to New Brunswick can experience and you need support from a community of people who can relate on some sort of a level, this is the group for you. You really need to look it up. It's called New, Brun New Beginnings in, New in NB in New Brunswick. Um, and it's, it's really a good place and a good resource and a welcoming place. And, you know, Marcoshi, with the COVID regulations and everything, we had like a COVID safe meeting at a restaurant. We were a small <laughs> group. We kind of like fact checked each other's health before we went in and we made yeah. sure like everything was cool. And we all knew that we all lived in the boonies and we don't leave our homes. So we knew that the odds of us carrying anything was, was very slim to none. And we got together and we all were really different individuals. It was really interesting. The, yeah. the diversity in ages, the diversity in careers, the diversity in life experiences. And it was like, first off, Clinton and I, we don't leave our house for the most part, we don't socialize. And we were so nervous about going out and socializing because we oh. get that experience. Like there is that fear. And a lot of our listeners experience that fear, that fear of the unknown and what to. And when we got there, everybody had the agenda that we had, which was we just want to chill and have fun yeah. and just and enjoy each other's company and laugh at, you know, our hilarious New Brunswick adventures and or our hilarious life adventures. Yeah. And it was just so cool. And I'm like going on and on, but you don't, I don't think... I don't have the um, the experience of that sense of belonging very easily. And to say that I found a place that was very community and very welcoming, that's a pretty bold statement based on my experience track record. So I want you to recognize that the fact that you're maintaining that culture in that group is a pretty badass big deal. <laughs> and it's something to be really proud of. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really, really, really appreciate that. Um, even before the group started, you know, people would uh, reach out, like I said, just over Facebook or whatever, and they would just ask me a bunch of questions. It's, it's hard to do that one-on-one -on -one and then having a full-time job. Um, you know, when I'm getting messages from, you know, people from the UK or Vancouver, uh, you know, even, even Toronto, uh, it's, it, 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 it starts to become a full-time job answering people's questions. And as much as I want to take the time to like, you know, talk to everybody and like assure them, Hey, like, you know, what you're thinking is probably a good move for you. Um, 
you know, don't be scared and all this, but, you know, and that's one of the other reasons why we started this group. And that's why we want to grow it a little bit more is because it is a good resource, you know, people, there's more knowledgeable people there than, you know, like I wouldn't, like if somebody were to ask about, uh, you know, hatching chickens or something like that, I'm not going to know what. I'm your girl. There you go. (laughs) You know, like, there's like a, there's still a lot of questions there that I'm reading that I'm trying to find out the answers, uh, but you know this whole group just comes to the rescue and and you know within within minutes at, if not half an hour at most uh, people will then start will start chiming in so I think I, I think it's pretty cool to see what we've uh, what we've built um, it's I I I don't want to grow oh, sorry the way that the previous group grew um it caused a lot of stress for that other admin so i'm just hoping it doesn't uh it doesn't take a toll on me either <laughs> it's, but i also uh, it's, think your approach is different i would i would imagine so i'd uh, i sure hope so because you know me and uh, that other that other person now uh, just see things differently so yeah Alon, you didn't have this kind of community, I don't think. No, no, and that's that's something I I I was just thinking of commenting on. I moved here uh, in 2002 uh, when my son's mother was six months pregnant from New York City. Um, oh, so wow. I didn't I didn't know what a Moncton was. I didn't know what a friendship <laughs> was. <laughs> I had no fucking clue what anything was. Um, so, you know, my son's mother was from Moncton and she's like, oh, we can move there. It's a nice place to raise a family. And I was like, I guess. Um, so I knew I didn't want to raise my kid in the inner city. So I was like, fine, I'll, I'll leave. Uh, and, you know, I was like, well, you know what? You need to be close to your family. You're pregnant, blah, blah. blah. So I did the, the chivalry thing. And left, um, and 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 came here, and yeah, I had no resource, like no resource, no path to resources, um, nothing. I didn't find out about any even multicultural association until after I became a permanent resident. And so my son wouldn't have really helped you anyway. No, they wouldn't have because they didn't help me at that point either. Like I remember when I just became a permanent resident, I found out about magma. Um, at that point and they were they were useless like it was just you know a lot of gibberish a lot of you know talk around and talk about um, and honestly what they were offering were things that I had already accomplished on my own right so I didn't need to find a family doctor I didn't need to find employment like I had done all those things navigated the immigration process all on my own right trial and error you know what I mean like no one told me that when you're filing for your paperwork that you should file for your temporary SIN number at the same time. So you get the temporary SIN card first, you can actually work. No one told me that. I had to find out the hard way. No one told me that, oh, I need my FBI prints and my local NYPD prints, but the FBI prints expire in three months. The local prints expire in six months. It's going to take about two months to process. And when they get here, they have to still be legit because if they're expired, you got to redo them all over again. No one told me these things. Right. So I had to learn all these things the hard way and by trial and error. So the fact that you are, are going out there and putting yourself out there and, you know, answering questions as best you can, um, because there are honest, legitimate questions that need to be asked. And I don't think there's any wrong question to ask. You're moving to a, a part of the country where or a part of the world that you truly know nothing about. 
Um, and New Brunswick, you know, has, you know, they say one thing on paper and living here is totally different. Yeah. Um, I actually was married to a girl from Hillsborough. That was my second wife. Um, that was a definite uh, a crash course in, uh, <laughs> in rural culture, to put it, to put it very politically. Um, so I'm well aware of Hillsborough. Actually, my current wife and I were thinking of buying a house down there off the main road. Um, beautiful fucking home. This home was gorgeous. It had two fucking front doors. It had, it was just, it was a beautiful home, beautiful home. Anyway, the stupid seller would not budge on the price. And we're like, well, we're not paying that price for this house. Um, you lied about the electrical. I got to take out the oil tank. Like, it was, yeah, she said it was all new electrical, right? So side story. So she went ahead and she had one of her family members replace all of the outlets with modern looking outlets and, and light switches. Turns out it was fucking tonguing. It was fucking knob and tube oh, wiring in, in the walls, right? So... We were like, oh, we hope we hope she's right. Nope, she wasn't right. Had the electrician come in. He's like, nope, it's all fucking knob and tube. You got to rip it out $20,000 if you want to rewire this entire house, right? The walls are plaster. So you know what that's like, Sally. So for us to fuck with the walls, right? The floor had to be leveled. It was the roof would have had to been done in the next like, you know, 24 months. Like it was a lot of work, but it was a, it was a huge house. Yeah. And we were willing to put the work in for the right price we weren't yeah. going to pay what she wanted yeah and she literally we put in an offer and she came back with an offer literally a thousand dollars less than her asking price and we were like fuck you lady we'll just we'll give our money to somebody else there's no way this house is worth that um and she's like renting it out to somebody now she hasn't sold it she's like renting it out to somebody so um, where is this house uh i forget the street name but when you're coming down the main drag um if you I think it's the road before the the rail. So the railroad station's on the left. Yeah. And then you've got like that drugstore or whatever. So you have like the little home hardware yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And there's like a road. You know where that purple house is? On the main drag next to the, the graveyard? Because yeah. we looked at that house too. Um, oh. <laughs> there's a road on the right-hand side. If you drive up that road and then make another right, it's right on the corner. It's like a big white house and there's like big trees in it. Um, it's a corner lot okay. and uh, really beautiful. Fun. Like I, I love the house as soon as I saw it. I'm like, this is it. I want this house. But, uh, but no, I've had my share. I used to play for uh, a local musician down there in Hillsborough. So I was down there every week for rehearsal. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. So I, you know, I, I know the area a little bit. I remember going to one of your shows actually. Yeah. Yeah. They were fun times. Sometimes yeah. I'm a drummer. So it's, it's, it's fun times. Fun time. Well, you know what? Well, I'm a DJ. So uh, I like, uh, I, I like doing that drum and DJ combo thing. So maybe we can talk about that. We should, we should, we should. I'm sure you probably Making have a, a studio set up in your, in your area, in your house. I have one in my house as well. So I got you know. turntables in the back behind me there. Yeah. And my studio gear is <laughs> all over here. It's, yeah. I've got the whole setup here. So see my drums are in the basement. Um, I'm trying to relocate this to the basement. So, um, but yeah, my experience in Hillsboro was not um, as pleasant, but I'm very happy to hear that yours was better. Um, and, and, and I, I, you know, that, that does warm my heart because it, it's not fun when it's not. Um, but, also, you're you know, like a 9,000 foot tall. Yeah, but still, possibly. like, come on, like, but I mean, Hillsboro, but I mean, Hillsboro. No, but you're like a, very different. But Hillsboro like, has a has a bad habit of that. Like, even when the cook, you know that that cooks uh, 
uh, corner gas station when you're driving down to Hillsboroughs on the left-hand side. It's yep. like a shell station. There is an Asian family who bought that 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 setup, um, and people complained about that. They they complained. Okay, so I heard about this. Um, yes, mm-hmm. it's uh, not an Irving, but uh, another gas station. But uh, he didn't want to change the name because he thought that no one would support that's the one yeah him. yeah the yeah. cooks yeah i think it's like a sh- like a, a ultramar or ultramar that's what it yes, is yes that's it so he left uh, the name brian's like brian yeah, Brian. thank you brian's yeah, thank you yeah. yeah so he left the name but people were pissy when he bought it and i was like and there's a there's a spot down in fundy um or no is i think it's is it fundy or alma it's uh, a corner store down there where you get there's like a bakery down there i think it's alma and there's another uh convenience store down there that another asian family bought and the people complain when that happened. And I was like, listen, people, get over it. Like, if you want to buy it, get go to the bank, get a loan and buy it. Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't buy it. They bought it. Let it be. You're not going to go anywhere else. There's nowhere, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. So, so, so stop the bullshit, pay the man, and keep it moving. Yeah. Right? Because that gas station, that Brian's gas station is the only gas station between fucking Riverview and Hillsborough. Yeah. That's right. You really don't have a, <laughs> so you you really don't don't have have a choice. choice. You can yell and scream and, and, and bitch all you want, but eventually you're going to stop and get your fuel. Um, but, you know, yeah, it, I, I just find that, you know, the, the rural areas and even here in Riverview, where Riverview is, you know, I've had, you know, many different instances of Riverview. My, my son has had, you know, really trying experiences here in, you know, Riverview in high school. Um, and he's way lighter than me. Like he's, he's lighter than you. Like he's a light. He's like Drake. He's like a light dude. He's lighter than me. Um, yeah, well, he tans well though. So. Team white skin. Yeah, he is. He's team white. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. Okay. Okay. So you know, curly brown hair. You know, pretty tans in the summer. Gets really white in the winter. You know, <laughs> one of those dudes. Uh, <laughs> you know, and he's tall, but I mean, he's still. But the thing is, he's still a young black man. Yeah. Or, you know, irregardless, right? It's just, it's just what it is, and and so it's uh, but you know, the the, the resources that that you're providing is that's that's an awesome, awesome service, man. Like that would have been such a lifesaver for me, and 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 just having it there to exist, um, I'm quite sure brings comfort to people, knowing that they can get answers, that that there is, you know, that there's reliable information, um, that they can kind of plan and and adjust and and you know make plans with, right? So. Um, that's huge. That that's huge. What you're doing, and 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 uh, do you have a team? Like, is there a team that you're building to address all of these inquiries? Is it just you and your and your co-founder? Like, how is that working? So right now, it's literally uh, Leah and I. Um, we have uh, another admin, but she's like taking a step back. Just be, she's too busy at work. And then we have a moderator, uh, Pam, who actually just moved. Well, she moved from the Philippines about three years ago. Funny enough, works for Magma. Um, <laughs> but no, you know, they, they, uh, they, they help a lot, um, you know, and then there's, like, you have the regulars, right? Like, you have, uh, you know, Lee. Uh, Lee Lee's Clinton. awesome. Yeah. Oh, his wife's baking is amazing. And is that you know, who's baking you post? So there's a lot of food on this group. Just for anybody who likes food, if you come to this group. You've been holding out um, on me, Sally. I know. You know I like pastries. What is this? I don't understand. You've been keeping this man from your father gatherings? You oh, all the good I food just, for yourself? Honestly, I just found out about it myself. I haven't tried the pastries. I've just seen the pastries. So, I so, still have to drive the 350 kilometers to get to Hillsboro from my five-kilometer location distance away. <laughs> right? So... <laughs> I'm in Riverview. I'm 45 minutes away. 
so, need it all. <laughs> well, Lee Lee Clifford, uh, his, his wife uh, owns uh, the Carefree Carefree Cakery, um, okay. and uh, like their 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 uh, their cakes and stuff is amazing. Um, but then Pam, uh, the mod, she. Uh, is a very talented baker. Leah is a very talented baker. Oh my God, the, 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 the amount of treats there is that you have available in this group is absolutely crazy. I just gained five pounds. Oh, yeah, trust me. To this, yeah. trust, like, <laughs> All like, I know is that when Sally decides to throw a Christmas holiday or New Year's party, I now expect you and your, your, your connections to be present at these at this gathering with food that, that's what i'm with food that's what i'm saying <laughs> that that's what i'm saying right now like you need to make sure you extend the invitation and make sure some treats arrive and we're shaking hands <laughs> nice to meet you where's the cake <laughs> <laughs> you know. it's uh <sighs> the the adjustment here it has been uh it's it's really hard to say so you know again just touching on this like when first moving here it was an absolute culture shock um you know just like you just like you 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 know you said i didn't know what a moncton was the only thing that i knew about atlantic canada is that uh the explosion in uh was it pe no was it halifax or pei halifax in Halifax, right? The explosion. And I learned that from the Canadian heritage moment on TV. On TV. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously, like that was the extent. Or or um the redheaded girl. Uh Anne of Green Gables. 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 PEI. That PEI. Like that's the only thing that I knew. Um, you know, when I was driving through uh, you know, trying to uh get a hold of my 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 friend Mike. I'm like, uh, where are you again? Nova Scotia? He's like, no, 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 New Brunswick. I'm like, okay, where's, where's New Brunswick? It's just like, nobody talks about this province. No. Nobody has. And, you know, when we came here, it's like, holy shit, this is Canada's best kept secret. Like, nobody, nobody talks about this. Everybody talks about, you know, Newfoundland or PEI or Nova Scotia, but nobody ever talks about New Brunswick. Which is ridiculous, I, you know, and and that's actually one of the goals that we want is, you know, even when we first started this uh, this YouTube channel is educate on how awesome New Brunswick is from even a colored perspective, you know. It's I just I I love this place. Um, you know, it, it took me a while to get used to. See, I've been here 19 years, dog. I'm still not used to it. And I no. I commend you. Listen, and you know what? I think I think what it comes down, I think what it is that you you're Canadian. So you've lived the Canadian experience already. Yeah. I'm as an American, I'm still adjusting. Like I, you know, for you two years in to be like, yeah, I, I can sing the praises of this province. Maybe I'm just too, you know, uh, narrow-minded. Maybe I'm too jaded. Maybe. Uh, there are a lot of reasons why I don't see the glory in the province that is New Brunswick. Um, like I enjoy it here. Like I, I've, I've managed to build a life and build friendships and build acquaintances. And, and, you know, I've, I've raised my son here and, 
And, you know, there have been good things and good times here. Um, I'm not, man, I commend you for having that, that kind of uh, enthusiasm and, 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 and positive outlook on this province. And, and again, maybe I just need to like let go of my, my, uh, my, my frustrations because I'm frustrated with the food. I'm frustrated with, you know, how, how socially backwards we are. You know what I mean? Your it's a fucking time capsule here, right? Like I'm frustrated on so Bro. many levels here in New Brunswick. So anybody who's listening, <laughs> one of my determining factors on why I moved to l- rural Upper Dorchester is the fact that there's actually a real shawarma place in Sackville. Just on the topic of food and its lack of availability, there's a wow. real genuine shawarma place in Sackville and it actually tastes like Lebanese shawarma just an FYI so no, I'm Egyptian no. so our shawarma is a little bit different but like at least it's a little bit closer to home like I go there and I'm like listen I haven't this? had a decent but, egg roll or a decent slice of pizza in 19 motherfucking years okay I cannot I couldn't steal a good egg roll or a good piece of pizza here if I wanted to okay, okay? okay. but I think it's more than that look I think that you came in as an immigrant, you were an adult. And I think like, if I look back at my childhood, um, early childhood before school years, I can tell you that Marcoshi, I can see that love that you have because I grew up on the water, grew up on the beach. And, you know, all of my joy has been nature, environment, the beauty of just like being surrounded by mother earth. And I got really jaded when I was forced to integrate into society. And that was at a really young age. And that was in the school system. And it's, you know, you you say that New Brunswick is the best kept secret. I think environmentally, I think that um, visually she is beautiful. But I think that in terms of social standing, she still has a long way to go. Like when when I talk about the school system, um, when I talk about, you know, the real okay. genuine fear for our children growing up in this population. Like when I lived in Moncton, I literally snapped. Like that was it. I could not envision a life where I raise my children and send them off to school in this province. It took me moving into a rural area. It took me wow. moving up to a place where, you know, I, so when I open my door to go outside in the morning, I cannot see another house. I see a river. I see a long field. We have 14 acres. There's trees that, you know, divide me and the only other house in sight. Um, and it's, it's just nice. I get that, that natural connection that I need to kind of reconnect me to my roots. Because again, I've been here since my birth. So I, I know what you mean by this beauty. And I never felt like I was at home in New Brunswick until we moved into this house See, that's at 36 so years old. Yeah. And that's 36 years of life being, <laughs> um, and you know, it's, and I think that what's really good about your community too, like we often talk about children in the next generation because this whole movement, I mean, we'll be lucky if we see the other end of this movement, right? Um, the chances are our children or our children's children might get to actually see the end the other side of this movement and that's why we do it but like your contribution to that you're creating a safe space what you're doing is you're not just creating a community and a safe space for adults you're creating community and a safe space for their children too 
because if the parents feel secure and confident and welcomed and, you know, able to assert their emotions and their feelings and ask questions without fear, then you have an entire generation of newcomers, quote unquote newcomers, that are able to equip their children in the same kind of confident capacity. Mm-hmm. And so you have these kids coming in, you know, these parents that are trying to integrate into the community. They're, and you, you said it yourself, looking for like-minded people. Well, their children are gonna be surrounded with those same like-minded people. And it allows to kind of protect from that other aspect of New Brunswick because New Brunswick is, I agree with you, it is spectacular. And the warmth that is there is so warm, but the dark that is there can also be incredibly dark. Um, And and so for someone to come in and do what you're doing, um, I wish someone would have done it sooner. I couldn't have done it because again, I'm I'm first generation born in Canada. If I do it, well, then I'm just a rebel. I'm trying to retaliate against the system, but you're, you're genuinely like you're second or third Canadian. So you come here and you create the foundation as a already viewed quote unquote Canadian. You welcome these other soon to be Canadians and or Canadians from other areas into New Brunswick with a really good foundation from the get go. And I think that that's most likely the fundamental difference between what you're able to accomplish in your view um, you know, Alon's hesitations and view and experience, and then my hesitation and view, I can kind of marry the two experiences because I can see that awe of nature and that awe of the friendliness and that awe of, you know, all these things. But I've also experienced that really dark aspect that Alon, you know, I wasn't a 12 foot dark human being walking into the room. I'm a four foot 11 white snowball with an Afro. And yet, <laughs> you know, people are equally threatened by me and they treat me exactly the same as they do Alon and when both of us should be treated exactly like other Canadians. Yeah. And so I just, I wanna thank you because I think that's the fundamental difference is your group, you don't have to think about like who you are, what you're doing, no, 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 You just, you create the environment there for people coming in to feel less lost. Yeah, now, you know, like, yeah. There's obviously, you know, some opinionated uh, people, and like it, that's it's online, right? And I was actually uh, somebody in the group brought attention to one of your posts today. Yeah. Um, on how this one member was basically saying, "Oh, like, let me guess, you're you're all for BLM, you know, that terrorist organization." Yeah. I didn't see that until today. Your post was a week old. And I apologize that I didn't actually see that, um, you know, but, you know, as I was explaining to, uh, to whomever was uh, flagging that, uh, you know, I don't sit there on my computer, uh, unfortunately, just like monitoring everything, you know what I mean? So, um, but no, that must have been a very, very tough uh, conversation to have the toughest part of that conversation 
online, in person, like it doesn't jade me anymore. I'm 36 years old. The bullets yeah. are already in my body. The the wounds are already there. You know, the physical yeah. injuries are there. The psychological trauma is there. Nothing can can cause any more damage at this point in my life. Um, but where it really concerned me in this case was the fact that she is married to a person of color, an immigrant specifically, and her children yes. will be visible minorities. And um, yes. so as to my posts, um, many of our listeners know, like I'm always inviting people to talk to me about their experience. I want to hear the bad. I want to hear the good. I want to hear the ugly. I want to hear the beautiful. It's all part of the New Brunswick experience and the POC experience. And I want to put a proper collective image of what it's like in New Brunswick, because essentially our goal is a lot like yours. Our goal is for people to see the truth about what's happening in this province. Our goal is to get this province kind of moving forward, improving itself for the people within it. And so what happened with this particular individual um, was I actually um, had met this individual previously. We had had great conversations and I eventually added her on Facebook. You and then know I noticed, her? I noticed when, uh, when she commented, I recognized her name and I was like, oh, it's weird that I didn't get notified that a friend of mine commented on this. And then I noticed that I was unfriended. And then when I read her oh. comment, and saw that she's referring to BLM and Antifa as terrorist organizations um, and that white privilege doesn't exist. And that, um, you know, oh, and my favorite part was saying that my experience as a person of color was worth nothing compared to statistical facts. Um, my big concern then at that, that point was you have children of color and you are not equipped to support them. No. And that, that breaks my soul. That mm -hmm. breaks my soul because my parents were not equipped to support me. Yeah. And I know the damage that that can do. And so when I posted on your thing, it wasn't necessarily to have like overt discussions or da da da. Like everybody who was commenting, I was like, hey, can we chat? And then I'd add them and we'd have our discussions in private because I wanted to know what their experience was, you know, if they'd be interested in, you know, coming on the show and talking about their experience, because this is all about the New Brunswick experience as either a newcomer, an immigrant or a person of color or a visible minority. And so yeah. it, it caught me off guard that all of a sudden there was this huge conflict. At first I didn't respond. I didn't know if I should respond. Then another individual responded before me. And so I was like, okay, I won't, I won't be necessarily you know, creating too much stir in the group because I, I know it's a peaceful group. Um, and I don't think anything I said was quite out of line either. I don't know no. other than at the end saying that it was beating a dead cat, trying to explain it to her. That was probably the only mean thing I said, but at that point I was also exhausted. Um, and I, I apologize if it created a bit of conflict on your page, but it no, was well, just, no, um, it was just, it was a, it wasn't a shock to me. I'm not going to say it was a shock to me because it's, it's not. Um, but I, I, I don't know her personally. I met her. I had some great conversations with her. I asked her if we could add each other. Um, I didn't, we can't, we, we were talking on Kijiji, I think is how it started. Okay. And then we started texting and then we added each other as friends on Facebooks. And then I okay. was like, Oh my goodness, this is Long story short, um, it just, it, it became kind of like a toxic environment. And I, I literally told her, I said, I, I think that at this point I'm going to disconnect and, you know, for my own sanity, because, mm -hmm. you know, I have to worry about raising my own kids, let alone the kids of a stranger. Yeah. Um, so I, I just kind of stepped away from that. And um, there is that very true reality, unfortunately, that you do have a privileged majority in New Brunswick 
Um, and many can sympathize, but most still can't relate. And I think that is also the part of the experience, which is creating that safe environment. What I really liked is the person who flagged it said, this is not, a, this is not creating a safe environment for people. Yeah. And, okay, so and those words, I, I saw her post that today and I actually immediately messaged her. And I immediately told her that, uh, that you were aware and that I thought you had already talked to the person. Um, but it, either way, like it didn't, it didn't bother me. It's not that I can't hold my own or that it, it intimidated me, but I really appreciated the fact that, and for me, everything's a safe space because I'm a bulldozer. Um, if, it's, if it's safe, if it's not, I'm going through, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm old, I'm decrepit, you know, I really don't care anymore. But um, <laughs> for, for other individuals, newcomers coming in, I really appreciated that, you know, that other member who was actually Caucasian brought up the fact that this is, you know, this, this kind of, um, not rhetoric, but um, not discourse, not discussion, I'm not sure what the word is that I'm looking for, but this particular kind of, of, of discussion is going in a direction that makes it a little bit less safe or welcoming for those who are yeah, afraid welcoming. to ask questioning. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, yeah. so, you know, her and I did have a discussion about that too. And, you know, I said, thanks for bringing that to my attention. Uh, you know, that's been, it's been resolved and, and uh, you know, just when, when, and this is what I want. Okay. Like if, if there are these uncomfortable topics that people, you know, don't, you know, there's a certain type of person that can, that can actually handle that yeah. uh, type of discussion Many. with yourself. But, you know, some, some people, especially, you know, potential new Canadians or whatever, you know, that could be very off-putting. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, oh my God, I'm moving from the Philippines. What, like, am I going to be okay? You know yeah. what I mean? But um, on the flip side of this though, I've noticed it's uh, like coming to New Brunswick, even white people, Caucasians from Ontario or from Quebec or from Alberta, BC, wherever, like they're also treated as outsiders. Yes. As well. Like they get lumped in yes. as, oh, you're a come from away. Like you're going to be buying up all of our land. Yes. And I've seen, not so much in our group, but like in, in even just like Ask Moncton or like uh, there's a, a, there's a local, uh, there's a local uh, group here in, uh, in, in Albert County. And, uh, you know, they have just lumped in, it doesn't matter what skin color you are. If you're a company, if you're a come from away, you're in a, you're in a different, different category. You know, you'll be treated as if you were an immigrant. And that's crazy. It's, you know, and, and, and um, to me, Moncton now reminded me of Calgary in the 80s and 90s. Like in terms yeah. of, you know, size, uh, the lack of diversity. Um, but you know, it's, it's getting there. It's going to change. Uh, it's going to take some time, you know, the, the Caucasian friends that I've made here, uh, you know, they've never met a Filipino person. Like the only Filipino per, uh, person that they've seen is 
you know, the one that works at Tim Hortons or at Subway or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's cool though, because I get to educate, even though I'm not from the Philippines, I get to educate on, on what the Philippines is and what my upbringing is. And, you know, like some people are like, well, don't mind my, ig- or pardon my ignorance, but like, how do you know if this person's Chinese or Japanese or Korean or whatever? And, you know, it's cool having those types of conversations because yeah. they're just genuinely curious. curious right. But, um, but when, what really threw me off though, was, uh, you know, after, after um, the George Floyd incident uh, that, and that sparked, you know, um, discussions everywhere across the world but there was this one guy from Moncton and he was going on Facebook live and he was just he was talking about how you know people of color are parasites and 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 stuff like that and uh, I was like where the hell did I move to you know like I came from Toronto that's like the most multicultural city in the world more so than new york yes and coming here and this guy is just open on facebook doing a facebook live just spouting all this bullshit and like what and you're a business owner like how crazy is that i'm pretty sure his businesses went belly up because of that but it's like where did i move but thankfully, you know, I don't get to see that every day and not everyone's like that, but uh, it's crazy that people have the balls to actually do that. It's refreshing that the right minds are slowly infiltrating into the system and changing it little by little and taking it over little by little. Uh-huh. I'm not even going to say changing it. I'm going to say taking over because... The fact is you change or fix something that kind of works, but doesn't work to its full potential. What we have right now going doesn't work at all. So it just needs to be (laughs) taken over, thrown in the trash and, you know, built, built new. Um, But, you know, this, this isn't uncommon, unfortunately, uh, what you, what you witnessed. Um, George Floyd for me was a major trigger. And we're actually going to have an episode to discuss specifically the effects of George Floyd on, um, on our lives uh, in, uh, in the future um, and on the effects, you know, of the Black Lives Matter movement, but also the POC movement in New Brunswick, because all of a sudden, you know, this population that was unseen um, finally has a voice and a, a, you know, an ability to express like, listen, this doesn't just happen in the US. This happened here on a large scale. Um, It was a tipping point for me. What happened with George Floyd witnessing his murder um, and witnessing, you know, the documentaries where you saw many scenes after the fact. I was watching them and it literally broke me. And I can honestly say it was it was the moment that my entire historical upbringing just made me snap. I had my shit together until that point. <laughs> After that point, I could no longer keep my shit together. I, I went from an incredibly functional human being who could work and run a family and take my kids to school and, 
raise a family and I, I, I could see like I was breaking down a little bit before that point, but I could have still gone a bit further before snapping had it not been for George Floyd. And my husband being from Toronto, you know, I would try to explain to him the extent of, you know, the, the hidden discrimination within New Brunswick that still lurks because I saw it when it was out in the open. So I can identify who it is, even though they don't do it anymore. Kind of like my, my expression is our white supremacists and our skinheads now wear suits. Yeah. They don't necessarily identify themselves anymore. Um, and, you know, I had always told my husband about my history, but I had never told him what my history was. And when I saw what happened to George Floyd, and when I saw this uprising and when I saw this mentality in Moncton where people are still saying, you know, well, no, no, no. You know, it, it's because he was this or that, that he was killed or because this happened, you know, or, oh, no, these people looting, they shouldn't be looting. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, you guys just don't get it. They're missing the bigger picture here. And there was an activist. I follow her, but I cannot remember her name. And it is terrible that I cannot remember her name. So if you ever listen to our podcast and you hear this, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> she came forward and she said, we don't have an agreement anymore. Our agreement is that we can, you know, trust the police to protect us, trust the system, trust the civil system, trust the justice system. If we can't trust these things and we have no agreement, that's why we're looting. That's why we're, you know, we're going to set things on fire because we no longer have an agreement that this is a civilized environment. And why should we be the only ones who are civilized? And I'm not taking the approach of being uncivilized. Although if you've ever seen me in a battle over race, you'll probably go there and say, oh, she's savage. Um, and I am. I wear that title proudly. But, um, and I do call people out publicly. I will publicly shame because um, we publicly shame victims. And to me, that's what shouldn't be acceptable. And so I will publicly shame oppressors. And if they learn from it, great. And if they don't, they don't, but I'm not gonna stop. And what happened was for the first time in 35 years, I sat down, my husband was at another computer working. I had been on the computer at this point, I think for about two hours or something, and I was not even done. And I was shaking. And my husband asked me something or said something to me and he didn't, I didn't respond. I didn't even realize he was talking to me. I didn't clue in. And he turned around and he kept repeating my name apparently. And I didn't, I didn't clue in. And he rolled his seat over to my computer. And I was, I guess I was, I was just in my zone and I was shaking. I wasn't even typing anymore. I was just shaking. And so he went and he said, what are you typing? And I explained, um, I've decided to file my formal complaint with the Human Rights Commission. And so I'm writing my story down and I had to write a word file. This was an attachment that I had to attach to my complaint because of the detail in it. And for the first time in his life, you know, I've often gotten the comment that, oh, well, you're light skinned. Couldn't have been that bad. And my husband, who is from Toronto, who is visibly black, read this and could not believe what he was reading. Because this is the testimony of a six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 year old child, not the testimony of a 36 year old adult. And so that's why what you're doing, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of going off on a huge tangent here, but the biggest reason why I do something like this, why Alon, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for Alon and Natasha, why we're doing this 
we know that we might not live to see the end of this movement. We might not live to see the equality, the improvement, the da 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 But our hope is that whatever barriers we had to endure and figure out by ourselves, because Alon figured it out as an adult, I had to figure it out as a kid, we are not going to let our kids have to figure it out on their own. And knowing that somebody's coming in with the guts and the charisma and the positivity to do what you're doing is actually a very big deal, I think, in all of our opinions. And I've been holding out on the baked goods, which I'm pretty sure Alon is not going to speak to me for the next few days over. No, that's, listen, it's cool. <laughs> I understand. Listen, I get it. You know what? They're tasty. They look good. You're I haven't like, eaten oh, them yet. Great. You know, <laughs> I would share, but I understand how it goes. I'm not going to hold it against you. That's fine. One day I will. One day I will. <laughs> but I, I think I think that's why we're doing this movement. I think that's why we're doing this podcast. It's kind of an honest transparency. We want the good. We want the bad. And we want the ugly. We want it all together in one. And, and it's really important to know that New Brunswick is not all bad. You know, um, the fact that mm-hmm. I can look at my children run through a field for 14 acres and like laugh at them rolling down the hills or see my five-year-old who isn't very sociable who is really quite you know introverted get a running start and catapult himself onto a toboggan and throw himself down the hill you know these things are really it's an advantage to be able to do them daily in New Brunswick be them winter activities or summer activities and you know there is that sense of community there as well and what you're creating is a is a welcoming sense of community so that even if they see some ugly here, and it's it's good that, you know, even when I mentioned the home hardware approach, which by the way, for any of our listeners, this is not a paid advertisement by home hardware, nor is it an anti-home no. depot advertisement. Well, Nobody okay. paid today to to, to have anybody pick over anybody. Home, home <laughs> hardware and the, you said the one in Riverview, correct? Yeah, yeah. You know what? The one in Riverview... I will say the management staff there and the majority and actually all the staff there are really decent. Like my wife and I, have, when we bought the house here, we used to go there much like you. We were there like every day yeah, just buying shit because it was local. We didn't want to go to Moncton. We didn't want to go to Home Depot because they support Trump or supported Trump's campaign. So we were like, no, fuck Home Depot. We're going to support local and go to home home hardware. Um, and yeah, the staff there, you know what? They, they are really nice. They knew us by name as well after, you know, we, we spent a lot of money there. Um, very helpful, very knowledgeable. I do like the home hardware in review, I will say. Um, now, the patrons are a different story, as as you well know. <laughs> but the management there and, and the, you know, the cashiers there and stuff, um, they are very, very respectful, very nice people. Uh, we've They're never awesome. Had, yeah, we've never had an issue there. Um, to very, be honest, you know, I've never had an issue great. with any home hardware. And I've yeah. been to a lot of them and they're pretty POC friendly. Most of them in the management. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I like that. Shout no, out to home hardware review. I, I so, like and this guys. is not a paid promotion. We actually legitimately like this company. This is, this is not going to go on to well, they're, anti-color they're in, directory. This is they're an individually, actual They're individually pro-color. owned and operated. So mm-hmm. you have to be specific. The one I've Riverview. been to all yeah. of them. Like I've been to the Riverview. Downies. I've been to the that's one right, on. Downies, uh, right. yeah, I, yeah, yeah, well, Downies, they own a couple of them. I've been to all of the Downies location. I've been to the location here in Memram Cook. You know, okay. they're all really 
they just want to enjoy your company and work with you and they're excited about the projects that you do and when you go in there if if your whole day you're worried about being a person of color I've never gone into a home hardware with also that concern about being a person of color like I go in there and they're like what did you find behind the wall today? Like, they remember me from the last time before. They'll be like, did you manage to fix it? Or, you know, they, they, they're just genuinely curious on your projects and you as a person. And that's what you want on customer service. So it's, uh, we're, we're going all over the place. We could, we could talk here for hours. Alon, do you oh have any God. closing statements with Marcoshi? Um, just, you know, first off, thank you for taking the time to talk with us, man. Um, a welcome to the Maritimes. Um, and uh, thank you for creating and taking the time out of your life and, and your schedule to provide this resource and services uh, for, for uh, new immigrants, landed immigrants, you know, new arrivals, whatever we want to call them. But it's, it's definitely needed. It's vital. Um, and and it's, it's so important. And I really hope that you keep this up. I hope you get some funding for it to build a team um, because, uh, you know, this is something that honestly provincially should be in place as a provincial entity, um, because this definitely is something that, you know, is, is like I said earlier, it's needed, it's wanted, it's welcome. Um, and you're doing so much more than just answering questions. You're providing stability, you're providing comfort, you're providing um, a level of, of, of trust um, you know, to, for the province. I mean, you're doing a lot of things with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so thank you so much for, for doing you. that. And I hope people um, definitely take advantage uh, of the resource and, and uh, ask, ask as many questions as you need to, um, yeah. but take advantage of it. It's there. It, it's there for you to use and access and, and to get answers. So, so thank you. Thank you again. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have actually, I've never heard uh, as much praise for that group from anybody as much as Alan just uh, spouted right now. So that's that's so dope, man. Like honestly, like we we think of it as just like a Facebook group, right? It's just like a networking thing, but you know, in reality, it it isn't, and talking to you guys today actually made me realize that it's so much more than, uh, than just a Facebook group. Um, it's, it's evolving into something. I'd like to see where it goes. Um, actually, I do want to touch on something quickly here before, uh, before we, uh, before we peace out, but myself and another, um, another group member uh, we're, we're actually uh, going to be developing an app for nice. this. Nice. And, uh, and it's not just a newcomers um, to New Brunswick thing. This is, Hey, I'm thinking of moving to Canada from a different country. What are the steps in place? So, right. you know, you know, like, it's like right now it's like in it's very um, in its uh, infancy stages, like very infant right now. Um, but there's, there's a big thing coming down the pipeline and uh, like, I'll, you guys will be the first people to hear about it um, when it actually, hopefully it comes to fruition. So sorry, I'm sorry. I'm looking like a MacBook right now. My other camera died. So. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, my bad. <laughs> Marcosi, no. as you heard in my previous and first few episodes, my technological skills are so poor that I couldn't even upload the entire episodes for the first few episodes, which, by the way, for any of our listeners that are still listening to us today, thank you for your faith in me, even though I did not faith in myself. <laughs> No, but um, what you are doing for the community is uh, is gigantic. I think you are building the New Brunswick community that we hope to see um, and really keep it up because like keep up, keep up the team, keep up the community feel like I think I think the community is kind of starting to balance itself like people are jumping in to support you as well, I think. Um, like the, you're not always by yourself answering all the questions anymore. And I see that a lot. That's and <laughs> that means that what you put the foundation there and what you did was kind of arm people with the confidence that they need to kind of, or, or even the mood that they need to really continue with the mood of the group yeah. and continue with that community kind of spirit. So I think that, you planted a seed that I think is taking off really, really well. I think we can universally thank you for that because Alon said it, I said it, the, the newcomer organizations, the immigrant organizations don't necessarily offer what you offer. Um, and it's a, a refreshing place and a safe space for people to be. Um, and it's welcoming and it's fun. And I mean, I'd like you to take like a last couple of minutes to talk about your youtube channel because it is pretty epic oh. and, plug, and plug all your socials and your links and stuff too please yeah. totally totally okay so um the wife and i we uh, thought it would have been a funny idea to start a youtube channel um you know basically following a uh a colored couple moving from downtown toronto to a very a small village in <laughs> um you know the first few episodes were you know it's just you know talking about the house and getting to know me and, and then getting to know jazz and then basically what what blew us up was um we did a video about why we moved to new brunswick and things to actually consider and this was before you know moving to new brunswick was a trend and stuff like that and um you know just all of a sudden people have started messaging and they're like, well, how's the food and how's the school system? How's the healthcare? And, and it's like, well, we're only based, we're only going based off of, <laughs> we're only going based off of what we know. Right. So anyways, uh, it, it's evolved into more uh, New Brunswick heavy content. Um, but originally it was started just to show my friends and family that I'm not dead in the forest. Just, <laughs> but, but anyways, uh, so basically the, uh, it's uh, called, uh, you know, from the six to the 506, uh, you know, it's youtube.com from the, and then six, uh, well, six IX yeah. uh, to, to the 506. Um, you know, we, we put out videos uh, whenever we want, as much as I want to be more consistent with it, I just, I can't right now. And I think that's why I'm not getting as many uh, subscribers, but search it up um, and give us a shout on that and follow. Uh, for Instagram, um, I ditched my, uh, I ditched my 
my DJ Marcoshi one and I turned into the Fresh Prince of NB. So you can uh, hit me up on that. Um, and on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash NB in NB, which is uh, the New Beginnings group. And uh, can uh, also personally hit me up on uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash the Fresh Prince of NB. You also have your blog. Well, <laughs> don't forget your blog. Yeah, so that's... Uh, it's, Mar- it's well written. Thank you. That's um, marcoshi.wordpress.com. I originally had it as marcoshi.com, uh, but then I forgot to pay for the URL. This was years and years ago, so I lost that. Oh, no. I okay. Know. We've so had about, similar experiences. Yeah, so I'm not about to pay for another URL. I have so <laughs> many right now. If you're watching this on YouTube, I am going to put them in the description down bef- below. Um, if you're listening to us on the podcast, well, you can just go back and replay just to follow. Or you can check out our video on YouTube and see the links down below. But um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today, Marco. She Alon, always a pleasure to be in the ring with you. Yes, Natasha yes. was in the ring at the beginning and then had to skip, skip out to be at another ring at the same time. And then I'm Sally. Be kind to each other, support one another, and stand up for each other. If you have any questions, you can find us on social media. We can find like cats if we have to, or email us at wcflcnb at gmail.com. Have a great night or great day, everybody. Thank you.